Hello, welcome to episode 12. Uh, I'm Ben Maudsley and I'm here with David Wetnall and it's Crucible Eve. How are you? Can you believe it? How are you feeling? Excited. It is exciting. Yeah, it's like... Uh, I can't believe it's here. Yeah, you know you know when you're a kid? Yes. It's like the night before you went on holiday. Yes. It feels like that. Also, it's our anniversary of the podcast. What a romantic occasion. I, I had to listen back to the uh, first ever episode. and It's Ropey. quite a ramshackle affair. It's got some yeah. good bits, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think this is still a pretty ramshackle affair. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot. There was a lot about uh, Peter Evans' banana obsession, didn't it? Yeah, it was a strange time. But there we go. Uh, it's the fortieth anniversary of Snooker at the Crucible as well. Yeah. Did you see uh, they put out a little video World Snooker of like I saw one of the funniest moments. Of it. I didn't yeah. see all of it. But the, the one that really made me laugh is Joe Johnson. He's telling the story about um, when his uh, video of the World Championship got taped over with Hema. Yeah, we've spoken about it before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, it's just uh, funny the way he refers to He-Man in his Yorkshire accent. Yeah. Have a listen to this. One of my favourite stories is that uh, I think quite a few people know about it now, is that um, after I won the World Championship, obviously we taped a lot of it so that we could watch it back at some stage. And we never really got round to watching it until years later. I think it was something like about ten years later. And then we, we sat down to watch it, got the, got the video out. It was a VHS video at that stage. And uh, we all sat down to watch it. And when we finally saw what came on the screen it was He-Man of the Universe and nobody wanted to admit to it but finally my eldest son admitted to uh, taping over it with He-Man of the Universe <laughs> He-Man of the Universe It was He-Man of the Universe Where are you from He-Man? <laughs> of the Universe <laughs> From um, Universe pal <laughs> From Universe In our house we used to have a, a tape that was my dad's tape. Do not wipe. <laughs> it's a do not wipe on it. Yeah, he should have put that on his tape. Do not wipe. Dad's bumhole. Do not wipe. <laughs> um, yeah, if, you, if you're right, do not wipe on it. Dad's tape. We had dad's tape and mum's tape. Yes. We didn't have children's tape. We had cassette tapes that you weren't allowed to tape over. They were like, yeah. my dad had these like French language ones called a rule of France. <laughs> rule of France. <laughs> He'd say, don't, in, do, in a French accent, he'd say, do not, do, do not. not wipe. <laughs> hey, this is my French language tips. Please, do not wipe. Yes. Oh, do not wipe my tips. He didn't have a French motorcycle. <laughs> do not wipe. It sounded Russian. <laughs> do not wipe. At the end, I am Russian. <laughs> do not wipe. I think snooker fans will all agree that the 85 final was the most incredible. The best. And the best, don't you think? Well, yeah, I mean, I've only ever seen that final frame of it. Yeah, I mean, you'll probably never see something like that again, purely because you need a player who's, like, dominating for a long time yeah. Yeah, against, yeah. like, an outsider. And yeah. it could to go to a final frame. But um, I watched a bit of that doc. There's a documentary about it on YouTube. It's really good. Yeah. And uh, you'd think Dennis Taylor would be quite sort of jovial throughout, but he seemed quite riled by the support of Steve. <laughs> to this. Steve's friends, who were up in the gods, I couldn't see them. We used to call them the, the Romford crowd. They used to travel with Steve. They were all, you know, nice blokes, but there, was, there used to be seven or eight of them. And they were up there, and they had this Romford chant, you know, when you made a mistake, you could hear coming from the gods, come on, Steve, go on, my son. 
who really did get me a little bit angry, yeah. angry enough to, to, you know, to keep me going without, without cracking completely. He's not very good at impressions, is he? No, He's no. about as good as me and you. Yeah. Um, another funny bit though in it that um, I, everyone on it's dead enthusiastic to have been a part of that final. Yeah. And then they, they speak to John Williams who refereed it, and he's just like. No. To this. John Williams refereed every frame of the 85 final and I think he had the best seat in the house. John, you've announced the beginning of a million frames but I'd imagine none as intense as the, the 35th frame of the 85 final. So tell me at the start of that 35th frame, who did you think was going to win the title? I honestly and sincerely hadn't got the clue. I just wanted it finished. Come on, Steve! <laughs> Oh yeah, don't sound too excited, mate. I honestly and sincerely didn't have a clue. Just wanted to get it over with and go to bed. Yeah. It was pretty late though. It was like, was like midnight when I was excited. Oh. I, I was watching Dennis Taylor in that um, Maui Gold Hotel thing. Oh yeah, and uh, he's dead excited to, to make this like pilgrimage to where snooker was invented. Yeah, and obviously he's travelled like thousands of miles, plane, train, and then treks up to the snooker club. Yeah, and uh, he, he announces, "I bet I'm the only world champion to have played on this marvelous table." Breaks off and goes in off. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Shall we have a look at some of the first round matches? Yes, well, I have the draw printed out here. Oh, exciting. Should we just do one um, half, top half? Yeah, the top half. Okay. Um, Not half. If, if you listen to this show just for the laughs, maybe you switch off now. You just fast forward this bit. Now I've got some funny quips. I've got some quips. Don't oh. worry, there'll be quips. Sudoku quips. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the first match. Yes. World number one, top seed Mark Selby, yes. playing Fergal O'Brien. Mm. Fergal's been on good form this season. He came through an absolute slog in the qualifiers, yeah, though, yeah. didn't he? 10-9. When we saw him in the UK, he knocked in like five centuries. Yeah, he was boss. It was, I've never seen anything like it but in my life. It might, be, it might be quite close, actually. Closer than you think. Yeah. Um, but you'd, you'd expect Selby to get through it. Like. You would think so. Uh, uh, what about uh, Robbo versus Nopon Sangham? Neil, who have you got in the first round? Oh man, I've got to play Noppy Singer. <laughs> Noppy. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know much about Nop on Sankam. Uh, we saw him in the UK. In the, it, was, it was not too much. He played John Higgins. And it was a real slow. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you fancy Robert? I think I really do fancy Robert on that one. Like. Yeah, this will be a good match. Marco Fu against Luca Brassell. Yeah, Luca Brassell can turn it on sometimes. He just lacks yeah, consistency. He's got the confidence, and yeah, I think Fu though has been absolutely astounding. Yeah, he's quality. This season, so. I, I, to be honest, I could see Fu getting to the final. Yeah, he's that good at the moment. Yeah, he's playing really well. Um, Sean Murphy against Jan Bintal. Well, Bintal beat him famously in the Champion of Champions a few years ago when he was 15, so maybe a bit of a bogeyman. Oh, the bogeyman. Actually, um, I was going to say, we're not going to do the Chinese Whispers feature this episode. And we're not. But I, I was on an Iranian snooker site. Oh, yeah. Just for a bit of change. Yeah. I couldn't really find any funny translations, but there was, there was one about Sean Murphy that really made me laugh. I'll read out to you. I mean, I like the fact that you said, like, just for a bit of a change, I went on some Iranian snooker websites. <laughs> it's a snapshot Don't into my life. Uh, oh, yeah. Sean Murphy, in the 10th day of August 1982, was born in England and now lives in tuberculosis. <laughs> <laughs> he lives in tuberculosis. That's quite what funny. Else we had? 
What? What's it supposed to mean? I don't know. I don't know what the hell, how it got translated to tuberculosis. tuberculosis. Who yeah. else have we got on the list? Um, Ronnie O'Sullivan against uh, Terry Christian in a swimming cap. Uh, Gary Wilson. Wilson. He was friend, flying in the uh, qualifiers. Friend of the show. Um, made a mats and loads of centuries in the qualifiers. Yeah. I think... Yeah. I mean, I, I, I expect Ronnie O'Sullivan to beat him. Yeah. And obviously... The fact that he's playing Manu Sullivan makes it even more difficult. Yeah, for, for I mean, for players, no respect, disrespect to Gary Wilson, like mid-ranked players, mm. just the fact of going up against Ronnie Sullivan's enough to put them off. I think. Yeah. Because he gets so much support on on it'll be on TV. Yeah. Um, I I do think though people expect too much from Manu Sullivan. Yeah. Because for a player who's like reached two finals and won the Masters, like for any other player, that would yeah. be like amazing. And they're going, oh, he's had a bit of a poor season. He's not his best. And come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's it, half it's the way he plays, isn't it? Like, he, he, when he gets to finals, it, and you know, if if he doesn't do it in his typical like Ronnie O'Sullivan fashion, like just destroying a player, it's not happy. I think it's just the type of snooker fan who goes to watch Ronnie O'Sullivan just just yeah, Ronnie yeah. O'Sullivan. It's like Man United supporters, isn't it? They just yeah. they just want. I mean, something. I'd, like, I'd actually like to see Ronnie O'Sullivan win. Yeah, and I, I know you're not a massive fan of Ronnie O'Sullivan. No, I, I like Ronnie, but. I just I don't like the the whole sort of circus yeah, yeah. that's No, no, I don't. But I, I think if it if a top player's got a win, I'd, I'd rather it be Ronnie than like a Higgins or a Selby or mm. Robertson or I'd rather both of them just win it. Yeah, I don't I, really know why. But this year, I really want Judd Trump to win it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, we'll we'll come on to the bottom half of the draw after, but all Chinese match Ding Junhui against you. That that could that could be Zhu a good matchup actually. Yeah. He's great players, Yu Long. I mean, in terms of the younger Chinese players, he's the one that everyone says is yeah. the best and he is a great player. Yeah. So maybe that could be a close one. Yeah. It could be an exciting one. So that's your top half. That's, um, the, that's the most difficult half of the draw, I think. Like, there's yes. a lot of uh, big names, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. I've uh, made a jingle for our feature. Venue vitriol. Have you would indeed? Like to hear it. Yeah, I'd like, very much like to hear it. Venue vitriol. If you can come down to the crucible and watch snooker, you will feel so prolonged. And you can say, I was there, I did, and I don't even like snooker. Do you like that? <laughs> <laughs> it's good, isn't it? I would, feel, I would feel rather prolage if I got invited to the Crucible. Yeah, I mean, that, there's nothing more prolage. I don't think uh, CJ Jamiri will be getting an invite this year since he got sacked from Eggheads. Yeah, was that because he knocked that fellow on a canal? Yeah. Yeah, maybe they'll invite Nigel Prolage. <laughs> Nigel Prolage. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start the proceedings with the uh, TripAdvisor reviews. <laughs> I can find my... Uh, my piece of paper, your bag's behind you there, mate. <laughs> Big Noppy Sanger's got it. This one I like. This is from um, where they did the seniors in Bath's Halls come for. Scurry. Scurry bite. Um, went to watch the boxing tonight. Didn't stay to watch the main bout as we didn't feel safe. The fatty behind us managed to throw most of his beer down my seat. You know who you are, fatty. You had an air horn and no manners. <laughs> So good. You know who you are, Fatty. You had an you air horn. You can't hide from me, Fatty, with air your air yeah. horn and no manners. Do you want to read another one out? Yeah. There's another one from Bath's Hall there at the bottom. Yeah. The last one. Yeah. Uh, 
The beers are expensive and poor quality. My lager tasted quite sludgy, so I changed it for a wine. Husband's glass had bright red lipstick on it, and neither of us wear lipstick. Mystery. <laughs> neither of us actually wear lipstick, so... What a funny night. It's not as good as, you know who you are, fatty. You had an air horn and no manners. What else have we got on there? Um, the Sheffield Winter Gardens. Now, the Winter Gardens is like a big conservatory, isn't it? Like where they do um, the the kind of, when they cut away, the studio for the, the snooker world championship. Yeah. That's, where, that's in the Winter Gardens, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they do the uh, studio bit, yeah. So it's full of plants because it's like a big it's a nice area. You just walk yeah. through it. Yeah, not much to it. Really. I mean, but it, it, the idea is it's a garden. Yes. In the winter, so it, it's warm in there because yeah, yeah. the, it's a glass house, right? This comment says, "Humid, damp. Most of the plants are dead. Overly priced. Stupid idea." <laughs> That's in capitals at the end. <laughs> Stupid idea. <laughs> what a waste of money. <laughs> oh well, we'll knock it down then. I'm sorry you didn't. I didn't like it. Um, Ponds. Forge. That's where they do the qualifiers for the yeah. World Championships. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Ponds Forge website is too full in inconsistencies. Then there are the changing facilities. The smell of stale urine and sweat hits you as soon as you walk into them. No other gym I have belonged to have I ever encountered this bonus feature. <laughs> oh, sounds right, doesn't it? Oh, the smell of stale urine and sweat. <laughs> What a lovely smell. Another work. complaint from a different one about the, the smell at Ponds Forge. <laughs> must, be, must be bad. The steam and sauna rooms have a very unhealthy, unwelcoming, disgusting smell of stale damp, mould, wet, sweat and urine. <laughs> Hello, my name's David Wet Sweat. <laughs> <laughs> this is my partner, urine. Yeah, second half of the draw. Let's have a go. You you take the lead on this one. Okay, uh, first up, Stuart Bingham versus Peter Ebden. Now, Peter Ebden came through an absolute epic match against Holty in the qualifiers. Yes. And it was, uh, he just scraped through, it went to nine all. Yeah. And uh, they interviewed him afterwards and he was quite emotional. He said, what does it mean to you to get back to the Crucible? And he said, he went, like, it, it means a lot. It means everything. And he had a tear in his eye. Bloody hell. I think that's quite nice to see, actually. Yeah, but I mean, he is, he's... Emotionally unstable, Peter Evans. He's a little bit. I think that could be a close one. Fueled by plants. Peter Evans is a big occasion player, and he's he got yeah. what it takes. He's a former champion. He knows what it, you know how to win. So I don't know about that. Next up will be Kyron Wilson versus David Grace. Now Kyron Wilson is the only snook player to follow us on Twitter, so I'm fully supporting him. Yeah, Kyron <laughs> to win. Uh, I expect Kyron to get through on that one. Although David Grace has you know put on a good yeah. performance in the qualifiers, but amazing Grace. There we go. Next up would be Mark Allen, Jeannie Robertson. I reckon Mark Allen could do well in this bottom half of the draw. It's not Pistol. quite... I think it's a slightly easier half. Yeah, I, I think so. But then, you, you never know, do you? Like, sometimes when you, the, the players who aren't the big names, I don't know, sometimes they, that turns out to be the tougher half of the draw. Yeah, I think Mark Allen's slightly underrated. I think 
what I think he could go far. I said that last year. I say it every year. Yeah, I, just, I, I mean like, it's because he shows flashes, doesn't he? he show, like mm-hmm. occasionally he looks amazing, and then yeah. he just seems to lack a little bit of um, focus sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I think the next one, John Higgins versus Martin Gould. I think that's a tough draw for John Higgins. Like Gould's a good player. Higgins has obviously been playing amazingly this season, but yeah, yeah Gould is a is a top player. As Goat. Well. I think. Um, and John, I mean, John Higgins had that flurry of wins, and he was interviewed around that time. He said he's only practicing about an hour a day, mm. but you can rest assured he'll be practicing like hell now. Like. Yeah, I would have thought so. <laughs> so I mean, he'll, de- he'll want to win bad, won't he? He's one to watch, I think, Higgins. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, Barry really. Hawkins, Tom Ford. I think Barry Hawkins is a yeah guaranteed on that one. He's, he's just solid, isn't he? He's, he's very a, consistent. Yeah. Another underrated player, you know, could easily get to the final. Yeah. He's done it before. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, what's next Ali Carter Graham Dot a bit of an old school clash Graham Dot the leaky bag pipe Graham Dot is not a big occasion player anymore he just goes no. pieces like yeah I remember he was playing Robertson in the uh, UK's a few years ago and he just couldn't pop a ball he's had a, he's had a bad time hasn't he yeah I think Dott, it, like, to be honest since he won the world championship he just he's never been the same yeah. player like. yeah, I know shame. he had a lot of uh, sort of things going on in his personal life but yeah. he never kind of got back to that level shame isn't it he's a nice guy yeah Dotty. Dotty. Graham Dot.portalot.dot.com. Next one is uh, McGill versus Maguire, Clash of the Tartans. Hey, very good. That uh, could be a good match, though. Yeah, I looked at that one and I thought that could be the best match of the, of the round because uh, Anthony McGill is a. Uh, I think he's a good player to watch. Like. He's a good player to watch and he's, 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 had a, he's got, a, got a bit of experience at the Crucible. Yeah. He likes to play there and. Uh, I'd I think like it's quite a well balanced match that. Mm. I'd like to see him do well in the World Championships. Yeah. I'd like to go a bit further yeah, yeah. than he has done before. The Ginger Wizard! The Ginger Wizard. And then lastly is Judd Trump versus Roy McLeod. He's had a bit of a good draw there, Trump, I think. Yeah. I think I it's mean, going to be an easy first round for him. You would think so. Uh, but, you know, Roy McLeod's come through three qualifying matches. Oh, yeah. It's not easy. There's good players oh, yeah. all the way down, so he's obviously in some sort of form. I think Trump, I mean, he's obviously been brilliant this season. That is sort of free-flowing best. He's just unplayable. He's just the yeah. best player in the world. Yeah, yeah. But I'd, I, I'd love him to win it, you know. I really like him. Yeah, I mean, he, I think with Trump, though, he does bring out the best in his opponent. Yeah. Because he plays an open game. Yeah. But also, I think he stalls a bit in finals. I don't think he's got the temperament of like a Higgins or a Selby no. in a final. Because we saw that in the Welsh. He yeah. wasn't. He wasn't sort of uh, knocking in big breaks. Or anything. What I would say though is he's still pretty young. Yeah. Um, and that experience of, of getting to so many finals, mm. I think one day it'll, yeah. it'll click for him. Like, yeah, yeah. And maybe maybe it'll come when he wins the world championship or like a, another big tournament could, could be 10 years until he gets that could be but like he, he's got the game it's, oh, yeah. it's just his mentality and the more you're exposed to those finals the more you, you're going to be not, able to deal a with deal, it exactly yeah. so I, I think he, he's got a great chance this year to win it because like I say he's got he's got an easy first round mm-hmm. and I think he's in the easier half of the draw yes um, so he's got a path there to, to the late stage of the tournament. To be honest, he's, he's, I'd say he's probably in the easiest half of the, of of the, the easiest half. half. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. Barry Hawkins is the only other one there where you think, like, that could Cause would pop, challenge him. Because if he does get through that match, his next one would either be McGill or Maguire. Yeah. And they're, you know, they're not on, like, top, top of their game. No. So. Yeah. So I think he, he's in a good position. He, he, he has had a bit of luck with the draw, but you you just got to play what's, what's in front of you, haven't you? So... Yeah. That's the luck of so all the competitors. So you'd like to see Judd Trump get through to the final? Uh, yeah, I would. I think it would be good for the good for the game for Judd Trump to win it. 
Yes. But also, I'd be, I like him and I want him. I, I think if he, I, I sort of feel if he can get the win of the World Championship out of the way, then he could go on to dominate for like the next five or six years. Possibly. Like, obviously not dominate in the way we've seen in the past where he win everything, but be like world number one yeah. uh, contender in every tournament. Yeah. Um, I think he's. It's like a block at the moment. He needs to get get out of the way. And just then he. I think then he'll relax completely. I don't know if he's got that type of game though. Like, um, like in the Welsh Open final, he should go for anything. Yeah. Like, is that the way to play to become like a dominant force? You need I to be know. Yourself, it's, you know? it's the way. Yeah, it's exciting to watch. I know, but I know what you're saying. Is it the right type of game for the World Championship as well? I th- yeah. You need to grind with it out longer a bit. matches. This is it. I mean, he, he does tend to lose focus. Um, but, I don't know. I, I think he has got the game. I think most other players can't play like that, go for everything yeah, yeah. and win. But he can because, you know, nine times out of ten, he'll go for a mad shot and he'll pot it. Like, yeah. Um, so I think if he can just stay more focused, he can do it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh, going back to Peter Ebden, do you know you get on um, on Google, you get like targeted ads yeah. for like your interest and stuff. I keep getting these ads for Peter Ebden doing a talk at Veg Fest. Ooh, like talking veg. Is that supposed to be like talking heads? I think it's like a pun on sausage fest, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> sausage fest. I don't think it's a pun on that. Veg fest. Who would play at veg fest? Mm. Broccoli spears. Bruce. <laughs> Bruce. Bruce onions. Spring onions. Steam. Pop sensation broccoli spears. <laughs> yeah. One of the top five or six pop stars in the world. Broccoli spears hurt the baby. <laughs> hurt my baby one more time. No, no. Punch in the face with a piece of broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why that made me laugh so much. Um, I when I was sort of looking at some Chinese whispers, I didn't really find anything funny. That's why I went over to the Iranian side. Yeah, you've switched to Iranian. But um, I did find on this blog that sometimes go on. This guy visited the Crucible. Yeah, and he had like photographs of all the things he'd seen with captions underneath, which yeah. being translated. And there's two that really stood out. There's one of uh, Hazel Irvin, and yeah. underneath it said uh, Philb- Philbert Irvin. <laughs> Philbert. Um, and then there was one of uh, the commentary box, and it said the Clive Everton Room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Clive Everton Memorial Commentary Box. Yeah, so that's quite funny. That is funny. <laughs> Philbert Irvin. Philbert Irvin. Philbert. There's a uh, Hazel Eddie. And Philbert. Philbert. Um, should we do the Connor Langdon Memorial Competition? Connor Langdon! So we had an entry last for the last podcast from uh, Jonathan Palmer, if you'd like to read it out. Unfortunately, got it wrong, but, you know. <clears throat> okay. Um, hi. Is it Robert Webb from one of the snooker sketches on Mitchell and Webb? If it's incorrect, I recommend you watch the Mitchell and Webb snooker sketches. Really funny. Love the podcast, especially the West Country accents. Regards, Jonathan Palmer. If, well, it's, if it's correct, don't watch them. <laughs> if I've got this correct, don't bother. What don't bother, you've obviously seen them. <laughs> but yeah, you're wrong. It was actually Stephen Fry. Ah, oh, Stephen Fry. I remember. Yes, I do remember. I, that's the only competition that I got. Yes. Because I... Listeners, let me in a little, little, little... Listeners, let me let you in on a little secret... Ben doesn't let me know the answers to the uh, competitions. Not until the following week after after enter. Are you ready for the next one? Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, 
That's actually harder than I thought it was going to be listening to it now. That sounds like one of your nightmares. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, no one's going to get that. Not even Connor Langdon himself. How dare you bring my nightmares to the... Sp- How dare you mention my nightmares? <laughs> yeah, um, you brought them in, mate. Any idea who broadcast? Any idea who that is? Not a clue. Really? Um, I really haven't got a clue. I mean, it's, it's hard to tell that that's a human being. <laughs> Sounds like an alien robot. I was going to say, um, do you know I was talking about how I ordered that mannequin so I could present the t-shirt you to our followers? You mean your blow-up doll. It sent me a blow-up doll. No joke, another one got sent to me the, the post. third one? No, no, second one. Oh, right. I told you about this before. Yeah. Um, I'm just telling the listeners. Oh, sorry. But uh, I just thought it was odd that like, another one arrived. It was very odd. But this one has legs. <laughs> and a fanny. <laughs> no, no, this is my special one. Well, I figured I might. I could give that, I, I could give that away as the uh, competition prize. Yeah, put a t-shirt on it. <laughs> Terry Griffiths' face. Listeners, if you'd like a blow-up doll, it's got legs and a fanny. Never been used. Wipe clean. Um, send your entries in to snookerpodcast at gmail.com. With your answers to that nightmarish vision that Ben has just presented before us. Do you know we uh, were speaking about how Robert was sort of bragging about his money on that little clip? Yes. I found a, uh, a little tweet from Sean Murphy and he's bragging about his language skills. Oh, I am so prolage. Let's see if I can find it. Read that up. Sean Murphy... When the barmaid doesn't realise you speak Spanish and understand every word she just said about you, then you order in Spanish. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sean, you're not the only one who speaks Spanish, okay? There's a whole nation of Spanish people who speak Spanish too, so just... Also, there's another funny little tweet from Sean Murphy. Bragging about the size of his pond. Pond's forge? <laughs> see if we can find that one. Oh, yeah. So they're basically bragging about the size of his house and pond and grounds. Yes. You know when Canadian geese try and take over your pond, question mark? Yep, that's right. You buy these, hashtag decoy swans. And a picture of a load of plastic swans. Hashtag decoy swans. How big's your pond when, like, birds are migrating there? Decoy swans sounds like a, a poor cover band of Deacon Blue. Welcome, decoy swans. <laughs> we are decoy swans. Or of the, of the band swans. Yeah. Wild swans. Decoy right. swans. Yeah. The opposite. But he's got, like, a, a clutch of a... Plastic. These are these are what these these last tweets have illustrated is that Sean Murphy is a A braggart. Well, he's a fan of the humble brag of modern phenomenon. But Sean Murphy's uh, is the leading exponent of the humble brag, probably in the top five or six humble braggers in the world. (laughs) Pond that. You know that, guys. You know, in your your pond's so big that. Geese from Canada have colonised it. <laughs> colonised it. Well, what you do then is you buy, the, you buy four plastic swans. Hashtag decoy swans. Um, I was thinking back of like past world championships. Yeah. Um, and in the 90s, I didn't... I watched snooker a bit, but I didn't really follow the tournaments. Yeah, yeah. Where you, so you did a bit, didn't you? I did, but... Uh, 
I don't really, I don't remember. Like, yeah. I remember watching a few finals and stuff, but it's I don't Hendrick. remember the tournaments particularly. Mm. I think, the, to be honest, the first one I can clearly remember is Sean, the Sean Murphy one in 2005. I can I can remember uh, Ken Doherty winning in 97. Oh, right, that's it was 96 or 97. But then I got into it quite heavily after that, and then mm. the next year it was Dot Ebden, which was it's gone down in history as being one, like, one of the most boring yeah. finals of all time. Yeah. Uh, and I watched a few bits back of it on YouTube and listen to how bored the uh, presenters sound in the studio. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. So Graham Dot goes back to his dressing room. Peter Ebden just in front of him there. Steve and John, we've been watching this, thoroughly engrossed in this this afternoon. It's been a fascinating exchange between these two men and how significant do you think that frame was, John? Oh, that was such a big frame house. Honestly, Peter would have been desperate to win it and Graham now he has done, has kept that. It, it's, it's like Nace in the lead, basically. He's got that nice block in front. And there's Del Hill giving him a, a nice cuddle there, just to say he knows how big a frame that was. And of course, if he's come out the session 2 2, he's made no ground on him. It's so bored, doesn't he? Oh, that was such a big frame. We are totally engrossed in this. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sound it, mate. But um, listen to Graham Dot's post match interview, because he sounds like he's gone completely delirious. <laughs> Graham, can we ask you to conduct your first interview as world champion, please? Congratulations. Can you describe your emotions as the evening progressed? I just, I just thought it was slipping away. <clears throat> I thought I'd done the clearance to go in 17-14. I went and washed my face and I just, I just really thought it was slipping away because Peter played fantastic to come back. And I, at one point I just felt it was absolutely It sounds fun. like a leaky backpack, doesn't it? <laughs> Graham Dot with his voice like a leaky bagpipe. <laughs> Thank you for listening and enjoy the proceedings. Yes, <laughs> we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time to talk about everything that's happened. So yes. just strap in, strap one on, enjoy yourself. <laughs> Good night. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.